Blowing magic tracks. Hello, I'm the pirate lady. Oh, yeah, Blowing magic tracks. Such a faraway name to make. Then I'm fascinated Blow with the funny music I hear in your ears. Listen to this. Hello, Magic Transistors. Welcome to another Beach Boys album review. And today we're going to review the Beach Boys Friends album. This was released on June 24th, 1968. And another on the Brothers Capital uh, label, a combination of the two. And they were managed by Nick Grillo, producer uh, the Beach Boys. And this was recorded mostly at Brian's home. I don't have a name for the engineer. Um, I'm guessing Stephen Desper might have been there. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe he wasn't there yet. But, um, And I'll just say that the feeling on this album is transcendental meditation. Uh, Mike Love and, well, I think I heard that Dennis was the first who discovered it and then introduced it to Mike and then the rest of the group. And then Mike went on to India in early 68 and hung out with several others that, uh, he didn't have any idea they were going to be there, but all the Beatles were there and Donovan and, um, let me think there was a few others that I can't think of on the top of my head, but, um, there was, you know, there's pictures and video footage of that event, and uh, it had a big impact on Mike Love, and and some of the Beach Boys uh, have to this day. Mike and Al uh, also are really into it. Some of the others, the Wilson brothers, were into it at that time, but they kind of lost interest over time. Um, and unfortunately got more into drugs and, and things of that nature, uh, at least over the course of the 70s and into the early 80s. <coughs> but, um, yeah, so that's kind of the... But at this point, when the recording of Friends was happening, they were all into meditation. And um, I believe that the group met up with him before this, and then the Maharishi toured with the Beach Boys uh, later in the year. Um, but that tour was canceled partially because of bad sales, but according to Dennis Wilson, it was because uh, somebody got shot. Martin Luther King Jr. got shot, I believe. And so they stopped the tour. Uh, there might might have been other reasons, but surely a lot of it was because of sales, poor sales. And this album didn't sell well, but it, it has an awesome feeling to it. And uh, we'll get into that. But Mike was not as involved in this album as he had been in most of the albums in the past. You can see the writing credits are down for him. He has less singing um, leads on this album. And um, some of the bass vocals were actually by Murray Wilson, the father of Brian, Dennis, and Carl, and not by Mike. I had no idea that was the case. But there's a strong bass that's a little different than Mike's. And oftentimes Mike has to have um, 
I guess, doubled or his single uh, microphone. I'm not sure. They probably did the same for Murray as well. Uh, but that's another thing is they didn't like layer the tr the vocals, like double track the vocals. Everything was singular. And Brian said it was to make it more intimate. And so that that is a different feel uh, than their past stuff. Like on Pet Sounds, everything, all the vocals are doubled. And it sounds like just, you know, this kind of a reverb or echoey kind of thing when you double uh, a vocal. But in this case, they didn't. And so everything sounds more right up front. Um, and it's a really nice sound. And my only complaint about this album is how short it is and how short the, um, the songs are. And the album itself is like 21 minutes long, I believe. But that leaves me to... Um, I'm excited about the alternate Friends album at the end of this podcast or episode, and I uh, I look forward to that because they left some good stuff. And, and even with the sessions, I was able to lengthen the songs and, and things of that nature. Uh, but stay tuned for that at the end of this episode um, where I lengthen the songs and the album and some unreleased uh, tracks that were on here as well. The album cover is sort of an impressionistic style painting of the band by David McHacken. It's got this light greenish tint to it. I, I, I do, uh, and some light blue in there. Um, it's a nice album cover, and I think it fits this album well. Um, it's not one of my favorite album covers, but it's a, it's a very good one, and it, and it works um, and I give this album cover a 9 out of 10. Now on to the songs. As I sit and close my eyes, there's peace in my mind, and I'm hoping... Track number one is Meant For You, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. Lead vocal by Mike Love. This one's short and sweet. I think it's a very good intro to the song. There was more to this, and I wish they would have included it, but that will be on my alternate album. However, what you have here is very short and sweet. I love the feel, and I love the open to the album. And this one gets a 6.8. Track number two is Friends, written by Brian Wilson, Dennis Wilson, Carl Wilson, and Al Jardine. A group effort. I don't know who wrote what. <laughs> Lead vocal is by Carl Wilson. Now, around this time, Brian was writing several tracks that were waltz-type songs, and he was really into the waltz feel at this time. I'm a huge fan of the 3-4 time signature. For whatever reason, a lot of my favorite songs are 3-4 songs. And um, this is one of one song I really love. And um, just an eerie kind of, uh, you know, vocal arrangement and eerie chord changes and all that stuff. And I just think it's a, a fantastic song. 
Um, there's nothing, the, the weak link on this song is the hook, and I gave it a six, but everything else is at least an eight. And overall, this song gets an 8.4. One by one, stars appear. The light of the day is no longer here. Track number three is Wake the World, written by Brian Wilson and Al Jardine. Lead vocals by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. And uh, this is just kind of a back and forth. I guess one section, kind of the eerie section, represents night. And then the upbeat section represents the day. I think this is a fantastic artistic piece. Uh, It is very short, but it could have easily been a masterpiece kind of a song. Um, So I did the best I could with the shortness of it. The weakness of the song is the catchiness with a seven but everything else is at least an eight and a couple of tens artistically and production Um, and overall this song gets an 8.6 track number four is be here in the morning written by brian dennis carl Mike Love and Al Jardine. And I don't know, once again, what part or who came up with what. But this song is, I think, a better Friends. I mean, it's a very similar style, kind of waltzy. In fact, it is, I believe, three, four time. And, uh, but I think it's a little bit better. You know, not much, but it is a little better. There's some more interesting chord changes it's kind of surprises in there um and this song does slightly better there's nothing uh friends had a six on the hook but the weakness on this song is a seven with the hook as well um and that might be let me see what else was a difference um the catchy it's a little catchier i have it as a nine instead of an eight where i had friends as an eight But overall, oh, and the lead vocals, Carl Wilson, Al Jardine, Brian Wilson, I think that's it. Something to note here on the lead vocals, Brian and Al kind of interchange a little bit, and for the longest time, I thought it was the same person. Um, Al sings the falsetto part at the beginning, and then Brian uh, comes in, and then here's Dennis adding his little vocal um and i think it's murray singing most of the uh you know bass vocals on this one as well but overall this song gets an 8.8 you know it makes you nervous when you track number five is when a man needs a woman Written by Brian Wilson, Dennis Wilson, Carl Wilson, Al Jardine, Steve Korthoff, and John Parks. This is another song that includes just about everybody except Mike. And I think it's because Mike went to India, and so a lot of the sessions for this album, he was not around. And Brian sings lead on this one. Um, Steve Korthoff is mentioned... And I think Parks is too, John Parks, in the song Be Here in the Morning. So it's interesting that they're 
uh, on this uh, credits. I, I want to say, I don't know exactly what their jobs were, but anyway, uh, I wish I knew. I'm sorry I couldn't tell you. This song um, has some nice moments. I love this organ section, but as a song, it's just kind of above average. It's okay. And it fits on the album, but it's just filler to me. And this song gets a 6.8. Track number six is Passing By by Brian Wilson. It's just an instrumental, although with some vocal just oohs and ahs, sung by Brian Wilson. I don't think there's any backing vocals. It's just him. Um, This is okay. I love the organ um, section once again. Um, Just similar to when when a man needs a woman, there's kind of an organ uh, bridge section or not. It happens more than once on this one Um, because I'm a sucker for the organ. But as a song, it's just kind of there. It fits on the album. It's nice filler, but nothing special to me. And I give this song a 6.7. Track number seven is Annalie the Healer by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. Lead vocal by... uh, Brian Wilson on the verses or chorus and Mike Love on the verses. Uh, From what I gather, this is one of the rare songs in which Brian wrote the lyrics first and then, I'm sorry, (laughs) did I say Brian? Mike wrote the lyrics first and then Brian wrote the music. And uh, most of the time it's the other way around, but Mike came back from India inspired wrote this poem, showed it to Brian, and Brian came up with this song. I think this is a a very solid song. It's nothing special, but I like it better than the previous two. And it's grown on me a little bit. Um, But it's lacking something, and I'm not exactly sure what it is. Um, There's really nothing weak, but there's also nothing... um, extremely strong on the album I mean the song sorry and this song gets a 7.2 track number 8 is Little Bird written by Dennis Wilson and Stephen Kalinich and I've heard that Brian helped a little bit with one of the sections of the song but Brian decided to leave his name off of it to kind of let Dennis shine. Dennis is also the lead vocal on this song. And I love this song. Great poetic lyrics. Uh, It's kind of catchy. It's artsy. I love the production. It's got this folky kind of feel to it, but also some more instrumentation as well. Um, I think this is a fantastic song. It's one of Dennis's first that he ever wrote. Um, and this song gets a 9.2. 
Track number nine is Be Still, written by Dennis Wilson and Stephen Kalinich. Um, a poem written by Kalinich, and I'm not sure who wrote what first, but uh, Kalinich did use these lyrics as a poem on his poetry album, I believe. Um, and this is a pretty song. It ha- I love the feel. I'm a sucker for the organ, as I've said before. And Dennis does a solid job in the lead vocal. Just very haunting song. But not something, you know, nothing special. Um, I think it's better than When a Man Needs a Woman and Passing By. And better than Annalie the Healer, in a sense. But uh, it's just lacking something. But I, but I can't say that I don't like the song. Um, but I give this one a 7.6. Track number 10 is Busy Doing Nothing by Brian Wilson and lead vocal by Brian Wilson. Uh, This is a very uh, interesting song. Uh, A style that Brian, I don't know, I can't think of anything else that's kind of bossa nova like this. Um, There might be some stuff in his solo career that he tackled this similar style. Um, but I can't really think of anything offhand. Um, but I, a, a brilliant um, arrangement and production. And the lyrics are somewhat funny, but it, they work very good. It doesn't come off as cheesy or silly or anything. But, you know, in this first verse, he's kind of giving directions to his house. Um, or is that the second verse? Anyway, um, and one verse he's talking about trying to remember the phone number and then finding it uh, and then making a call. And um, yeah, so I like the lyric. I mean, it seems like a simple idea, but I think it works fantastic. It doesn't sound like uh, it just works, in my opinion. Now, there's no backing vocals on this song, which is a, you know, doesn't happen too often on a Beach Boys song. But um, yeah. Very good song. There are three tens on this one. Art, poetry, and production. The weakness is the hook, which I gave a five to. There's really not a hook in the song. Um, but it is quite catchy, you know, this this part here. And overall, this song gets an 8.6. Track number 11 is Diamond Head, written by Al Vescovo, Lyle Ritz, Jim Ackley, and Brian Wilson. I believe those first three names were session or studio musicians. Uh, And I guess Brian wanted to give them, you know, who knows? I don't know what they came up with, but it's kind of interesting. and there's a lot to this. It's kind of this very Hawaiian sound, you know, the slide guitars and uh, and everything and the bongos. Um, it fits perfectly in this album. It's a great um, instrumental towards the end of this album. Uh, very peaceful kind of a song, very artsy. 
and a great production. The weakness is the catchiness. And there's no lead vocals on this. In fact, there's no vocals at all, not, not even an ah or ooh, which on a lot of the Beach Boys instrumentals there is. So um, anyway, I give this one an 8.4. The last song on the album is Transcendental Meditation, written by Brian Wilson, Mike Love, and Al Jardine. Uh, I think that the, you know, the, the melody is very simple. <laughs> the whole song is basically a hook. So the hook is one of the strengths with a nine. Um, I used to really hate this song, but there's some things about it that have grown on me. Number one, that jazzy arrangement that's something that's i think a first in the beach boys career to do something like this and uh it's kind of very one or two chords like it it doesn't change chords a lot but um they they use these trumpets and saxophones in an excellent way um now for a long time what what i didn't um Oh yeah, and Brian Wilson's the lead vocalist. Um, what I didn't understand is why it was at the end of this album. It just seemed to break the whole mood. And somebody asked Mike Love in an interview, and he said, after meditating, I guess you're, you're well-rested, and then you have energy. <laughs> so that was his explanation for it. Um, it almost has a spiritual kind of vibe to it, but very jazzy. Um but overall, and I think my favorite thing about the song is the jazziness of the instrumentation. Overall, this song gets a 7.8. The album flow is a 10 out of 10. No question. It's, it's a fantastic uh, flow from beginning to end. Um, I, you know, I... It, being that Transcendental Meditation is at the end and not in the middle of it probably is better <laughs> because it just it's just so different than the rest of the album. And um, But yeah, from the, the song order, especially the first four or five songs is just perfect the way that they're ordered. And, um, and just the feeling of the album up until the end of Diamond Head is very... Um, laid back, peaceful, smooth, and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so a 10 out of 10 on the song flow. Now, once again, I love the feeling on this album, the, the peacefulness. I love the, um, intimate vocal, uh, style where there's no double track, but everybody's just up close and, and singular, um, the arrangements on the songs are fantastic. The only complaint that I have is the shortness of it. Like they could have, you know, arranged these longer and that's what my alternate album is going to be. And I think, and I hope I, uh, that you will be amazed by it. But most of what I added to it comes from the 1968, uh, 50th anniversary I, I, not a box set because I believe it was only released digitally. 
Um, but the sessions for Friends in 1968 and some unreleased tracks and things, that's going to take this to another level, I think. And um, so, so yeah, that, that would be my only complaint. And, and I have to think that Brian was kind of not, he was kind of towards the end of his, you know, this is the lo-fi era. There was Little Pat, or sorry, um, uh, Smiley Smile, Wild Honey, which is more R&B and upbeat, and Friends. You know, Smiley Smile had very laid back, but artsy and weird, very soft mostly. I mean, it didn't have much that was upbeat, uh, but it had a lot of feeling to it, you know, and weirdness. Wild Honey was very R&B and upbeat and a lot of very soulful, but, you know, and there was, it had its moments of like soft, peaceful sections as well. And then this one, I think, sort of combined those two, but it had, you know, it had sort of this peaceful um, avant-garde feeling of smiley smile, but it had a little bit more upbeatness to it, not quite to the level of Wild Honey, but with with the exception of Transcendental Meditation. In fact, in my original alternate albums, I had Transcendental Meditation on Wild Honey. I know it doesn't work on the timeline, but I felt like it, it fit better on that album. And you can try this yourself, but following um, How She Boogalooed It, going right into Transcendental Meditation sounds really cool. So try that on your own. But I decided to try and stay on the timeline here, and it's going to be on this one. But, um, but yeah, I think Friends was kind of the end of this lo-fi era and the end of Brian being the main songwriter. And even though this one had more involvement from the others in terms of songwriting, Brian was still on most of the tracks in terms of songwriting credit. And I think because this was such a commercial flop, I kind of think Brian didn't want to work as hard. <laughs> and he hadn't been for the past year or two. After Smile, he took, you know, he had a nervous breakdown and wasn't as competitive, I guess, with his productions. Um, a lot of these last three albums were produced at Brian's house. But when you listen to Friends... Other than the fact that the songs are short, it doesn't sound like lazy arrangements and lazy, um, you know, instrumentation and, and all that stuff and production. Um, perhaps the only laziness is the, is the shortness of it. And maybe that's kind of Brian's not really wanting to do much more with it. Um, so he wasn't being competitive at this point, but... I think he still was taking his art seriously and he did later, but just over the next six, seven years, he just, you know, he might've had a couple of, of songs, you know, here and there and a lot more from the other, other members of the group. Now there's a couple of albums where he writes a lot more songs like sunflower is one of them where he writes most of the songs I, I think. Um, but we'll get to that. But, um, most of the next up until Holland is group efforts. And then Brian makes a comeback in the mid seventies. But, um, yeah, 
And so, and Brian has said that this is his favorite album, uh, depending on when you ask him. But I've heard him several times say that Friends was his favorite. And it's just easy. It's easy to listen to, even though it's not commercial. But anybody who has a sensitive ears to music should appreciate this album. This is one that I showed to my friends early on in my Beach Boys fandom in the late 90s, early 2000s. And I had several friends that were just amazed by this music. Uh, friends that were into bands like Radiohead and, um, you know, that and Granddaddy and some of the, I guess, artistic and, and Sparkle Horse some of the artistic bands of the late 90s, early 2000s. And so Friends, they were kind of amazed by this this album. Um, when I first heard it, I thought it had some cheesiness to it, but I thought, but I was also, I also really liked it, you know. Um, so, yeah, so there's some thoughts on the Friends album. The overall score for friends is 8.14. All right, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about this alternate album. Now the first several songs are the same songs. However, Meant For You is a longer version that you can find in the uh, 1968 uh, sessions. And I've taken some of the backing tracks and extended some of these songs. Now, songs that I've left off of here include um, When a Man Needs a Woman and Passing By. Um, let's see, what else did I leave off? I think just about everything else is on here. But I did include two tracks that were on 2020 because they were, they were recorded in 68. And I think they were left off this album for some reason. Time to Get Alone and I Went to Sleep. I think those two songs fit Friends better and add a little bit more to this. Um, I also have um, one of my favorite things from the sessions of 1968 sessions is a track called New Song. Um, there's a little bit of a mistake in there, but the vibe to it, it's got harpsichord and organ is fantastic. I just love it. And there's a couple of other things like Beautiful Morning. There's an upbeat section of New Song. Um, I also have Lonely Days. Um, I believe um, Old Man River is what closes the album. And also Sailplane. Uh, just fits this vibe very well. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I'm missing, but, um, but yeah, I'll, if there's anything I'm missing, I will mention it in between the two sides here. So here we go. Here is side A for my alternate friends album. As I sit and close my eyes, there's peace in my mind. And I'm hoping that you'll find it too And these feelings in my heart I know are meant for you Meant for 
Have you ever seen a puppy dog laying his head on his brother?
light of the day is no longer here.
Healing hands. 
When she gets a chance to help someone, she's really happy. If you trust her with your ill, she'll quickly make you see. She can fix things up for you just like she did for me.
So that's the end of side A, and uh, I the first, let's see, all the way up to Be Here in the Morning is the same order as the original album, and then I, I went to sleep. Now, I think that follows up great. The, it's got this similar um, me, uh, haunting part, the intro to I Went to Sleep and the ending that Dennis sings um, that's throughout but it's a little different, but I think it makes it a great um, follow-up. Also, there's some sections in here, and I think uh, this is, um, it's kind of this uh, spiritual section, I guess, Annalie the Healer, New Day, um, Transcendental Meditation. And then there's this, uh, I think it's I'm Confessing, You're As Cool As Can Be, is this next instrumental part, and then it goes back into new song, The Upbeat uh, version uh, of it and so that's how side, side a ends okay so i didn't have anything uh for side b i didn't know what was on side b yet because i hadn't put it together yet i didn't i just realized that so i just did that so there are three no four more tracks from the uh wake the world digital box set uh 
a beautiful morning. Let's see, what how's that? What's that called? I think it's called a beautiful morning, darling. Away. And another one called, uh, what's the other one called? A New Home. So those are all instrumentals that I've added to this. And also uh, a song called A Time to Live in Dreams, which I was not on the Wake the World. It might have might be on the I Can Hear Music box set, but I always felt that that song by Dennis fits well. And the other one is Old Man River. And I put a couple of versions together to make this one, I think. Um, and not on this album, and it's because it was on a previous uh, alternate album, is Diamond Head. And that's only because it fits. I needed more Hawaiian sounds for Late in Hawaii, uh, the alternate smiley smile. All right. So here is side B. Looking at 
for a couple blocks. Next is mine, you'll turn left on a little road. It's a bumpy one, you'll see a white fence. Move the gate and drive through on the left side. Come right in and you'll find me in my house somewhere. Keep them busy while I wait. I get a lot of thoughts in the morning. I write them all down. If it wasn't for that, I'd forget them in a while. And lately I've been thinking about a good friend. I'd like to see more of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll make a call.
and the spray on your face Put a mask on your head and dive a
voice within A gentle hand to touch Your smile so beautiful Becomes a part of me Since he has no fear Now I know what love really is The evening swiftly comes Before the new day begins In this new day Change your heart Forgive your brother Since he has no fear, now. 